0: Welcome to minute 22 of season four of Movie Rob Minute, the daily podcast, where we take a hilarious and poignant journey through the 1989 Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan rom com when Harry met Sally, one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me today is Brett Stillo, formerly of Five Minutes
1: of Banzai and Five Minutes of Trouble. Welcome back to the show, Brett. Thank you, Rob. It's a very nice to be here. Happy Tuesday, everyone and uh how are you doing today uh, i i never said that oh okay <laughs> never mind never mind moving right yeah, along. Wait, so, wait that's that,
0: that's right i did say that yeah
1: oh okay all right but it's yeah. it's, it's it's tuesday and we're in a uh, minute of 22 of uh, when harry met sally and i've i figured out where they're going uh but with your, you you gave me a clue, but uh, but um, yeah, things are coming together. The backstory is is flowing here. Um, <laughs>
0: but yeah, yeah. Do you want to let us in? Do you want us to let, let us in on the secret, or, or we're waiting? We'll we'll, we'll
1: we'll get there a little bit later. Uh, I don't know if I, I I'm I'm deciding whether it, it it would come later in the minute. Right now, so so let's let's, the, let's wait a little bit. Let's wait a little yeah. bit. We'll keep people in suspense. Yeah. There you go. Yes, this is the big reveal. But there right now
0: go. we're still on the plane. That's right. So, uh, minute twenty-two begins with Harry finishing his diatribe and ends with Harry trying to explain himself again. <laughs> he's he's very good at that. I mean, yesterday, as as we talked about, we had a very dialogue-rich minute, and once again we have another dialogue-heavy, uh, uh, rich minute where Harry continues what he's saying. You know, he, he said, you know, he, he was cut off mid, mid-sentence mid yesterday. So basically his whole line was somewhere between 30 seconds and all night is your problem. And Sally turns to him and says, I don't have a problem. Yeah, you do. And that's basically the end of their conversation at this point while they're on the plane. Okay. Uh, Harry is very, very confident in the way that he's talking here. You know, Definitely. there's there's absolutely no question about that. <laughs> The way that he does that. And I, I love the fact that he has this this drink in his hand, you know, that he's just sitting there, you know, holding this uh, this this cup of who knows, it could be uh, seltzer, soda water, whatever people call that um, no, club soda club soda. Um, it, it could be uh, booze. It could just be water. It could be any of those things. It's a clear liquid. That's more or less what it's. So it it got me thinking. You know, here we're on a plane, mm-hmm. and you know the apparently he's been given a drink. Okay, he he got a uh, what they call a complimentary drink, which you know we all know <laughs> it's not really complimentary because you're already paying for the you know you're paying ex, exuberant numbers for for the for the seat. You know, so they're now going to throw in a, a, a little drink along the way. You know, I was I mean nowadays it's very different.
1: You know, oh, nowadays.
0: Yeah. Um, I, w- I was on an international flight going both ways uh, between Israel and America in back in July and on the way there they only gave out bottles of water to everybody and then at some point I saw somebody drinking a Coke and I was like that's really weird where do they get the Coke and, and then I, I learned the secret that you have to go and ask for one and then they'll give you one so on my way home I knew to go to the galley and ask and then I was able to get you know, a little bottle of Coke or a can of Coke. I'm trying to remember if it was a can or a bottle. doesn't really make a difference. But do you know how far back the idea of in-flight service goes?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, like, when do you think the first airline meal was? Oh, you know, that's... Oh, I don't like you anymore, man. <laughs> that's, that's a good <laughs> question. That's That is one of those... I know I have read it before. I can't remember... And you know, I mean I've uh, a great student of the history of aviation. So, you know, I know it was you know, it it develops over time. Um you know, I if Jim Jim I, is listening, I wonder if Jim knows this answer. Oh Jim Oh, Jim Jim <laughs> what? O'Kane, absolutely. He's right now, uh Jim, if you are listening, I know you are screaming. Um, you know, American Airlines, nineteen thirty one. It was a february. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I mean, um uh, I can, uh, I, I, pretty early on, you know, I'm sure there were some kind of refreshments. Here's the, now, this is an interesting one because I think real early airline flights are prohibition. I'm picturing Ford Trimotors, and as you may know, like the first air uh flight attendants were actually nurses in full nurse uniforms. So I imagine they wouldn't have served booze on a flight in the 20s. That would have been a little too risky. But I'm getting I'm 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 going to stop now, Rob, because I'm I'm going super tangential. No, I love I love I love listening to to, to your ideas here, especially since I know the answer. You know, ah. I, see, I see where you're going, and you know, are making me squirm, Rob, because it's it, it's <laughs> I I this is almost like the plot of a movie where some wise guy. Uh, at a fledgling airline in 1927 says we can serve alcohol because we're above state lines and that'll be a big draw. So, uh, long story short, I can't remember. <laughs> Tell me. Okay. So, me.
0: so the very
1: first in-flight
0: meal that was pre-packed, they mm-hmm. were cold lunchboxes priced at three shillings each. And it was served on a flight from between London and Paris in 1918, October, 1918, it was wow. a, it, the, the airline was known as the Handley Page Airline. Okay. Okay. And then uh, uh, four, four years later on a Daimler Airway, which later became part of, of British Airways, um, okay. they would have, the passengers would, would be greeted when they boarded with uh, glasses of fruit juice. Nice. So that was the first time that they, they gave, uh, you know, drinks out there. Then in 1936, United Airlines uh, introduced the, first, first, uh, the world's first flight kitchen, wow. okay, where they were starting to prepare hot meals, which they would give to, to people, you know, along the, along the way. And then, uh, you know, once during, during World War II, they had to try and figure a way to, you know, serve troops uh, meals on long flights. So they they figured out the whole idea of doing frozen food preparation. You know, they, they've developed a, a quick frozen pre-cooked method of food preparation, packaging and shipping, so that they can give uh, in-flight meal services. That was actually TWA that did that. I, I mean, there, there's a whole history of the whole thing, and it's very, very fascinating. I don't want to get into too much about the whole thing, but one of the things that they say here, which I found really interesting, and this goes back to something last week that we didn't discuss, um, was the fact that apparently because of the altitude – Sometimes it changes a person's taste buds and certain things taste better when you're when you're on a flight. And a, oh. uh, apparently tomato juice supposedly tastes better when you're when you're up at a higher altitude. OK, so so that actually makes sense. Why Sally possibly, you know, ordered, uh you know, she ordered a Bloody Mary, but that's pretty much, uh you know, tomato juice and vodka. So. Right. You know, so it's possible. I don't know.
1: I, I will tell you that watching this sequence, I got a little nostalgic for, yeah. Airline travel 20 years ago, 30 years ago. And it was, you know, it was a, it was, uh it was a little more fun. And yeah, like you <laughs> said yesterday, Hey, Hey, you want my seat? Oh, there's a, yeah, there's a spare seat. Anybody sitting here, you know, and it's like, Nowadays um, it's
0: like you can't sit in someone else's seat.
1: You know, Yeah, that's the, yeah, and at everything. <laughs> yeah, and you know you're not even allowed to, you know, you know, you're you're only allowed to get up and go to the restroom. You can't wait at the and you know, yeah, we don't we, yeah. don't, we don't have to go over there. I I, I still yeah.
0: remember in 1992, it must have been I must've been I think it was like February 1992, I was on a uh, I was waiting for a flight from Denver back to Detroit. Uh-huh. And the flight was overbooked, and there were people willing to pay to to take other people's seats. And yeah. you know, I had no, I wasn't in any rush to get back home, so I, you know, I told told them that I'm willing to to be bumped without a problem. And they put me on the list, but on the standby list. But in the end, they didn't want to let me do it. And then someone said, "Here, I'll give you five hundred dollars for your ticket," and I was like, "Okay, no problem. Yeah. You know, I've already paid for my ticket. I'll I'll go on the next flight." And the the you know the person the ticket countering, and remember this is 1992. Said to me, um, yeah. you can't do that. You're not allowed to fly under an assumed name. You know, and so uh, you know, I got a little, I got a little worried at that point. You know that I would be stuck in Denver and I wouldn't have a way of getting home. So I decided I wasn't going to take his offer. You know, and they, you know, and I, I was pleading with them. I said, I'm still willing to be on standby. Let someone else go instead of me. And they're like, nope, uh, you can't do that. And again, yeah. this is pre-9-11. After nine eleven, forget about that type of stuff.
1: Exactly. You know, for sure. Exactly. Okay, yeah. another
0: another trivia question for you. When did they start serving peanuts on airplanes? <laughs> and what airline? Again, Jim probably knows this and he's 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 upset that he wasn't on this week. Uh- <laughs>
1: uh, and he's I'm I'm oh he's probably so disappointed with me. Uh, I want to make a joke about Dumbo Airlines. Um, I don't know, that might offend some elephants. Yeah, yeah. I mean, bags of picks, mixed Did planners ever have an airline? Do tell. No, no. So it
0: was 1971, Southwest Airlines decided to start serving peanuts as a mid-flight snack, and obviously, you know, here we are 52 years later, and... You know, it's it's not as popular as it was then, but it's still a very known fact that that's what people do.
1: We're lucky to get peanuts. Yes. I think the last couple of flights I've been on have been some very dry, little, tiny crackers. But yeah. Um, quick question for you about the scene, and I I'm not. Oh wait, we're talking about it. the
0: we're talking about the scene also.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But it, but it ties into the more important uh, subject of airline travel. Are are those plastic? Those look like like actual glasses that uh, Harry and Sally have got. You know, and I don't, I, was, I don't know. It looked
0: to me like it was one of those, you know, the typical airline plastic cups. Could be. That's it what it looks like to me. I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, something about the way he was like swirling the ice. Uh, it was almost like, wow, is that an actual cocktail glass? And I, I could like review the minute, but um, I don't recall just,
0: that in. You know that that in the 80s they would actually give out glasses.
1: You know, it's yeah, not like it's, it's
0: not like you go to a hotel and you get a glass. You know that type of thing. Yeah. I,
1: yeah.
0: I don't think it, so. It's it's probably the the odds it, are we're talking about you know a a um a, a plastic cup. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's probably. it's you can tell it's a plastic cup because it it has the the bumps on it. You know,
1: okay. There you go. You know
0: the the bumps on that because it's it's it, there. They're very distinct plastic cups, also because they have a wider brim. You know, the the you know the shape is is not like a normal glass. You know, it gotcha. it, okay. it uh I don't even know the right term for it. It like expands towards the top, so it has a wider brim yeah. than than the inside of it. Yeah, All but right. I mean, Sally just looks completely in shock at the end of this uh, little yeah. conversation. You know, she she never thought about this. Apparently, apparently Joe is not like uh, Harry. You know. No. Joe doesn't mind uh you know cuddling all night. <laughs> so what can you do? <laughs> and then we get a shot uh, of, of of the plane landing and yeah. we we can see once again that it is United Airlines. I mean last week when they got on the plane we saw that they were in the United Airlines area of the uh you know of of the of the airport of LaGuardia yeah. when they were when they were leaving.
1: And it's just you know in a in a movie, there are people who pay attention to these little details in the script yes uh because uh one i you know getting getting back to the more important subject of airliners uh i did i got i got a little nostalgic those uh those eighties era vibrant colors on the united flights you know they yes. nowadays they look really drab <laughs> like, is it
0: because they're just like worn
1: out. <laughs> no, I think they just, they went with a, their current um, design on their planes is uh, kind of sterile. I, I don't know, just, you know, air, tra- again, we're commenting how air travel was a lot different and it was a lot more exciting. And you kind of see it in the, in the paint job of that, you know, I, uh, 737, it's it's red, white, and blue, and it's it's bold, and uh you know, now a United Airlines jet sort of just looks like a like a package being delivered to you. Just right. United. You know, but you know. Uh
0: c'est la vie. Right. Exactly. Nothing you can do about that. And then the shot changes yeah. and we're we're in the middle of the airport, whichever airport yes. this, this might be again. As I mentioned, according to the script, it's you know, they mentioned last week that they were on their way to Washington. So It's probably National or Reagan, something like that, which which will hopefully, you know, come up again next season when we, you know, have terrorists in in a Washington, D.C. airport, uh, not in
1: 1982. So I think Harry and Sally are safe. Was it was it in eighty nine would have been Dulles because that's the it was Dulles. It was Dulles. It was Dulles. Dulles. Right. Yeah, because that was that was my one. um, I was lazy. I didn't look it up. Uh, but when you see him on the people mover, I say, Oh, that looks like Dulles. Um, and so there it is in the script, they're flying to Washington. And now this is my, this is my huge backstory. This is how I'm, this is what I'm putting my money down on. Uh, Sally is dressed like a nerd because she's going (laughs) to interview, Somebody in Washington, somebody important. Ooh. And so that's why she's dressed. Maybe know, maybe Paul Simon.
0: Wow. You know the, 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 the no the senator senator Paul Simon. Yeah, Mark, Senator Simon. No. Yeah, yeah. Because Senator Paul Simon was known for his bow ties. So there she, there you Very go. Good. She's she's. Was, yeah. There you go.
1: Great minds,
0: great minds. Great minds.
1: Yeah. That was one little thing. I mean, you know, Sally, in the rest of the movie, she she has kind of a cool contemporary sophisticated look um but yeah she has this very um formal looking suit and it's like what's what's up with that that does not look like something the character would wear and it's like ah, okay she's a she's flying to washington she's doing possibly an interview i like the paul simon angle because you know he was uh he was a big Democratic front runner at the time, as I recall. He he's uh, I, was, I think in '84 he he was uh, or maybe '88, but anyway, yeah, I like Paul Simon being the possibly or perhaps perhaps the Gipper himself. I don't know, but I think uh, that is why. Uh, Sally is dressed as she is. Okay. Then, and she has a lot of hairspray.
0: Yes. Well, we know that she's still, the hairspray still hasn't worn off from 1977, you know, when she was in uh, the car. <laughs> so, you never know. So, exactly. again, we see them on the people mover. We see Sally just standing there reading uh, a, a magazine, which I gotta tell mm-hmm. you, from what we know of Sally, it doesn't make sense that she's reading a magazine the way she's reading it. You know, we have Bent Page's um, you know, she's folded over the. You know, she's she's a little too anal retentive to to be reading a magazine
1: like this. I, you know, it's funny. I I thought about just, you know, how long is that people mover? And uh, well, actually, let's let's well, again. Well, well, first of all, on the okay. on the commentary,
0: it mentions the fact that um, this was done in one tracking shot. And okay. they 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 film this numerous times in order to get the perfect one. There are no cuts in this okay. in this whole scene of the two of them that goes from today into tomorrow. Okay, um, but it's still it's it's great the way that the that it's yeah. filmed. So Harry just... Harry just comes out of of the background once again like he did last week. Right. <laughs> you know we had the yeah. the point where where Joe and Sally are sitting there kissing and then Harry just like comes from the back. You know, you didn't even it's sort of that you don't expect him, but you don't expect him, but you you expect him at the same time. You know. Yeah. So he's he's walking along and he he catches up to her and just like looks at her. <laughs> and yeah. you know, she's 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 on the people mover reading her magazine. Isn't it isn't it etiquette that you're supposed to stand on the left and walk on the right?
1: Isn't that it... is, I think, yeah, I think that's, so she is tech standing on the left. That's right. Um, it does and for the, re- I did freeze frame. Like no, I she's standing frame. on the right. But, no, is it, uh, oh, yeah, 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 I'm reversing it.
0: Right, exactly, well, because you're looking at it. She's on your left, but she's on her or, her right. But it doesn't matter, because there are people standing on both sides, and Harry's the only one who's walking in between everyone. Yeah. You know, the the yeah. way that, that, that he's doing it, you know, and, uh, you know he he walks along the this, this people mover catches up to her and then casually uh-huh. just stands next to her and then she she looks like she looks down at him somewhat shocked yeah. that he has caught up with her
1: you know i yeah <laughs> i think she you know yeah i think she might be reading the the magazine cuz she's like you know as a way of like trying to send a message like if in case he does catch up like I am I'm ignoring you. Um, well, she does a great job of that appreciate. this entire minute, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then but Harry, think... Harry
0: once again starts talking to her, and he goes staying yeah. over, and she like gives gives like a, a huff and says yes. Yeah. He goes, "Would you like to have dinner? Just friends." And then she like looks at him in a very strange way, you know. And then she turns to him and says, "I thought you didn't believe men and women could be friends." Now this goes back to what we were saying yesterday. You know, she distinctly still remembers that conversation from five years earlier. You know, she, she, it's been ingrained in her mind, this whole thing. And then Harry goes, When did I say that? She goes, On the ride to New York. Now, when else could it have been? That's the only time they've known each other that (laughs) she could have heard him say something like that. And then Harry shakes his head. He goes, No, 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 no. I, I never said that. And then there's a little bit of a beat, and he goes, Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they, uh, right. they can't be friends, unless both of them are involved with other people. Then they can. This is an amendment to the earlier rule. If the two people are in relationships, the pressure of possibility of involvement is lifted. And then he like she looked like you see him move his head back and forth, and he's like thinking through this whole thing. And you know, uh, Sally just trying is trying to ignore him the whole time. You know, she you can see that she you know, just continues to look straight ahead. She's she's obviously listening to what he's saying, but she's not really paying attention to him. You know, and as he discusses it, she like every so often gives him a little bit of a glance, you know, like looks at him like, why are you bothering me? And then he basically says, well, that doesn't work either. Because what happens then is the person you're involved with can not understand why you need to be friends with the person you're just friends with. Like it means something is missing from their relationship. And why do you have to go outside and get it? Then when you say no, 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 it's not true. Nothing is missing from the relation, and then it gets cut off. You know, so he he once again does a nice job of, you know, in, uh, imparting on everyone, you know, this, this, these great philosophies of life that 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 Harry has, which make sense and don't make sense at the same time you know there there is there's logic to the illogical way of looking at all these things the way that he 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 gives them off and, and apparently um this is really Rob Reiner's personality that Rob Reiner acts this way and does things like this and 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 talks about these type of of situations you know that that's where the whole thing came from you know Nora Ephron yeah. sat down with with Rob Reiner and they they put this thing together based on you know observations that the two of them have on life and you know relationships and stuff like that you know so it's it's great that we can see though that Sally is trying to find a way to get rid of him she you know she mm-hmm. it, it's as if she sees him as this like leech trying to yeah. you know uh, you know he's he's following her and he keeps talking and you know she she's like uh, you know get away from me i don't want to yeah you
1: know so yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, I, uh, you know, I think he's, you know, he's, again, he's sort of playing, uh, you know, like he could, he should be arguing this in front of the Supreme Court. Yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think he's, I there's a, you know, he's, I think he's trying to, almost like he's trying to confuse her or throw her off. It's like, you know, I'm still not going to have dinner with you. I think that's the bottom line. <laughs> you know? I think one. he's just trying every angle here. Um, I don't, I think this version of Harry, his, uh, even with his engagement, his, his motives here are not, uh, the noblest. No, no. And and if Dally no. was
0: smarter, she would have just said, oh, I already have plans. And that would have been it. You know, she, but she's, she's, she's not even trying to be polite about it. She's just saying, no, I don't want to have anything to do with you. Yeah. You know, it would have been easier but, to say, "Oh, well, you know, I'm meeting with my friend, or I'm or I'm going back later today, or, or she's she's uh, volunteering too much information."
1: She, yeah. The, you know, the even piece, by he,
0: just her her slight, uh, you know, yes, that's too much yeah. information. Like she doesn't want anything to do with him. So why are we even engaging him?
1: Yeah, it's it's uh exactly exactly. This is you know, e- even though there's really no no clue in in the very first encounter i think on some level there's some some attraction some sort of interest i don't know on whatever because she keeps engaging with him yes you know and it's just like but maybe it's just her know, politeness maybe that's what it comes down could, to it could be could be but uh you know i think you know i think she just cause it should just be like you know go away creep that's about it but exactly. she keeps uh, you know, I—that's—that's that's, you know, my take is she finds him I charming, mean, I guess. On some level, um, you know, and you go way back to you know the beginning. You know, is, as they pulled up to the diner, they had that debate about Casablanca. They were taking you know very adversarial point of views, mm-hmm. but there was this, um, she. Sh- You know, she should if she was if he really bothered her, she shouldn't even be talking about Casablanca, you know, it's like uh, there's a there's a diner in an hour or something. But, um, yeah, so I think that's, you know, there's uh, on some level, uh, you know, she'll she would never admit it. But I think on some level, there's something about him that she finds interesting. Um, So you're saying there's something about Harry? There's something, there's something about Harry. Yes. Then we could analyze this. That's right. Or that. <laughs> um, or that. Either way. But um, yeah, but we have, we have a number of years to, before that develops. Yes. But, um, Correct. All
0: right. You have anything else you want to say about this minute before we get into the script? Uh,
1: That's it. That's it.
0: Okay. So there, there are a few minor discrepancies here. I'm not even going to go into them. There's just one blatant one that I like. You know, it, Ooh, it, what's that? it says the flight attendant announces that everybody should fasten seat belts in preparation for landing in Washington, D.C. So, again, you know, it it, ah. it would have given us a little more of a hint. You know, just say so we, we heard the ding, you know, which which they could have worked it that in that Sally is now relieved that they're about to, you know, land. Yeah. She's finally able to get away from him. That type of thing. So. Well, yeah.
1: Well, just, and, you know... Uh... Again, it's it's the 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 minutia of filmmaking. The cast and crew <clears throat> went to Washington for a day to shoot that people mover scene, when they could have just as easily gone to uh you know uh JFK you know like, you know so there's JFK and I you know they could have found a an empty terminal. Um, at jfk or at LaGuardia, and just okay here we are this and you know that's where you that's where you put up uh uh a sign that says uh you know paris or something like that (laughs) exactly (laughs) quick little quick little side note um years ago i went to uh was it the burbank airport it's it's now bob hope airport um but at the time i was with my uncle who's a movie buff and you know, he said, you know, you're in a famous airport. Really? Yeah, because this is Hollywood's airport. And, you know, nine times out of 10, you watch an old movie and, you know, maybe you see that title, you know, Istanbul or, you know, Tokyo. And it's like, yeah, this is the airport. They're, this The front of this airport's used all the time. Really? Wow. <laughs> um, uh, that was a long time ago. Uh, and, yeah, that's all I got. Okay, <laughs> great. So
0: That's it. no problem. So every Tuesday we have a segment called Off the Beaten Track, Dating or Courting Edition, where my guests will leave some sort of story, adventure, misadventure, anecdote, something that happened to them over the course of life that is somewhat related to either dating or courting. So Brett, you
1: have a story for us? I do I do because uh, I, I uh, there there are certain Harry meeting Sally elements to my own uh, meeting my wife. Uh, in that, um, this is, this is straight out of a movie that the first time we met, we had a mutual friend who was, a, uh, a bit like a movie character. He sort of looked, he sort of looked like Austin Powers he was a, he was a, he is quite a character and, uh, you know, he knew both of us and he was trying to play matchmaker. And he, I remember him saying, "Oh, you got to meet my friend Audrey Wolfman. I went to grad school with her. You, you'd get a kick out of her." And he, meanwhile, I found out much later, he was saying the same thing to her. "Oh, you got to meet this guy, Brett Stillo." And uh, such a character. He's a count too. He's a count. He's a count. He's a count. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, he might have actually said that. So yeah. So um, uh, the stars aligned, but uh, they were the wrong stars. Uh, so. We were at a, a a nightclub and uh both of us were there and our friend his name was Troy, Troy Cook, and it was like, Hi Troy. Uh ah, now's my chance. And it's it's you know, I think Menorah Efron wrote this night because we were both on uh well she was on she was on a terrible date. I was uh being rejected by somebody. <laughs> so Troy has this moment, Brett, this is Otter, Otter, this is Brett. And we just sort of just like, you know, nodded and like, eh, yeah, right, great. Right, yeah, see, so that was our first meeting. And then well, we did not encounter each other again for about six months after that. But that was our, uh, and so it's kind of like a little like, very cool. Uh, so you, narrative you get, of this.
0: so you and you and you and Audra should have been one of the documentary couples. That's what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, we we have yeah. Uh, I'll I'll tell you part two on Thursday. Okay. Uh, although I could get you have a choice. You want to hear how? Uh, you want to hear part two of my court trip with my wife or uh, the time I dated a French stripper? Whatever you want to tell. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, so thinking, that's Thursday. That's Thursday. But maybe uh, maybe it's the same story. Yeah, kind of, I could tie it in. <laughs> I could, that's the subplot. But yeah, I, yeah, that was a. It was. Uh, I in retrospect, it was very much like a scene that could have been written by Nora Ephron. Wow, where it was. You know, two people who, and here's this. Our poor Troy was like, "Finally, I'm gonna introduce them." And it, you know, it was probably like Jess and Marie. You know, it's like, "Here it is. This is the moment." And I was like, "Oh, damn." <laughs> we were like cat. We were like cats. Like, you want to play with us? No. <laughs> but it worked out. Hey, it worked out. That's I'll the tell important you thing. Thursday. That's the important yeah. thing. All right. So great.
0: So Brett, you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you?
1: You can get in touch with me many ways. Uh you you can listen to me on uh many many podcasts that I've been in. They're all movie podcasts though. Uh 5 minutes What's wrong with, what's wrong with that? 5 minutes. Nothing oh. wrong with that. Not <laughs> that so I am my own I don't just being snarky I guess. 5 minutes of bonsai, 5 minutes of trouble. Uh I'll I'll give a shout out to my good friend Pete Mummert who got me uh, who dragged me into this. Uh, the Indiana Jones Minute, that was my very first appearance, and I kind of got hooked from there. Jim O'Kane, uh Airport Minute and you know, many other shows that he's done. And uh yeah. And you know, this is also my this is my third uh Billy Crystal related podcast. Ooh. I was on the Princess Bride Minute. And I was on the Spinal Tap minute, so this is some kind of triumvirate. I should have saved that and did you have, for tomorrow. Did you, did you have
0: any minutes with Billy Crystal in those in those two movies? Because he's in. This is Spinal Tap, if I remember correctly. He has one small scene, and in The Princess Bride, you know, he he has a few big scenes, but you know, it, they're few and far between.
1: Let me try. You know, I should be talking about about this tomorrow when I think we're going to talk so, about. So I'll let you think about. I'll let you think about it till tomorrow. How's that? Let me think about that. I need I need time to sleep on it. No so. problem. No problem. All right. And finding me is very simple. Just do a quick search
0: for Movie Rob Minute. You can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Twitter. Or you can go directly to my website, Movie dot com. So uh, until tomorrow, I'll have what she's having. I'll have what she's having too. Gave me a thrill With all your faults I love you
1: still It had to be you Wonderful you Had to be you